0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد بارك وسلم رب اشرح صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده ثم ل لساني يقفه قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما وزدنا علما وعملا اللهم نور قلوبنا بعلمك واستعمل ابداننا لطاعتك ووفقنا لما تحبه وترضى من قول وعمل وفعل ونيه وهدى انك على كل شيء قدير Ya wahaabu, ya ya wahaabu, ya fatah ya fattahu, ya ya jabbar. ya jabbaru, ya jabbar قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد أن أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ونفروا خفافا وثقالا وجاهدوا بأموالكم وأنفسكم في سبيل الله ذلكم خير لكم إن كنتم تعلمون الله العظيم we ask Allah Azza wa to gather all of us, that we's he's gathered here today, gather us under his throne under the day of judgment. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he allows our coming here this morning to become a means of our forgiveness. And may he make our presence here a means of us to be all of us enjoying the protection of Allah the entire day as mentioned in Hadith. And may all of us get the reward of spending the entire night in, in Qiyam as also mentioned in Hadith. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow our coming in the hours of darkness to become a means of all of us receiving nur on the day of judgment. When there will be no nur besides the nur that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give. We ask Allah azza wa jal that our presence here may he allow us to receive and listen and hear, share and hear such things that will become a source of inspiration and rejuvenation of our iman. Allow us to walk away in a state far superior and better than we were when we entered. And whatever issues and difficulties we are going through, we ask Allah through the barakah of the, of the darsan Quran and hadith that he allows those issues to be addressed. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Let us inshallah please move forward and sit as close as possible. Uh, wherever we may be, inshallah let us all move forward and sit as close as possible. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes your coming here uh, and move, movement forward uh, also a means of uh, this each step that you're taking, of uh, being a step closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amin. Ibn Qayyim rahmatullahi alayhi, mentions <coughs> that there are different g- levels of people understanding the Quran. There are people who understand from a verse one injunction of Allah or two, one command or two. And there are those who understand ten commands of Allah, ten injunctions or more. And then there are those وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَقْتَصِرُ فِي الْفَهْمِ عَلَى مجرد دون ودون إيمانه وإشاراته وإشاراته And there are those who understand from the ayah Only that which is the translation of the word That's it We thought that they have no idea about the context They have no idea about ima, ishaara They have no idea what the, what the ayah may be alluding to What the ayah may be pointing out to What the ayah may be referring to and they just focus on the translation. A degree that is more specific and more special than this level of understanding, that even if someone understands the context, a degree of understanding that goes further and deeper is having every single verse connected with other verses. Right? by joining verses of the Qur'an together he understands something which he would never be able to understand by focusing on a verse separately that this is a very outstanding amazing uh, door of Allah's ilm uh, opening up upon a person when it comes to understanding the Qur'an very few people have this knowledge and then he said wa because many times the mind does not go towards the fact that how these verses are connected. So this is genuinely what Ibn qayyim Rahmatullah is saying something so beautiful that really it's something very special. Verses of the Qur'an's connection is just outstanding. Um, for most of us, the first time we heard anything in, in a general public bayan like this was in the you know in the 90s. And uh, long before, you know, even uh, these online things were cassettes where on one topic, Maulana would bring 10-15 verses of the Qur'an whether it's describing just the rivers of Jannah, describing the food of Jannah or it would be describing some other aspect of sacrifice of the deen but we never heard this this type of talks where you would bring 10-15 verses back to back, back to back on that same topic and it was genuinely very outstandingly inspiring and you know, a person who is even in memorized the Quran would never imagine all these verses are all over the place. Then, you know, when you sit in a specific tafsir of a certain individual who who is a ma who has a mastery of this connection, then you will start uh, not only hearing the fact that these verses are in the same place uh, they are connected, but then you start seeing the connections uh, between. Each of those, each of those verses. So there is a, b- b- a reference uh, of a tafsir I've given before as well, uh, where نظم الدور في تناسب الآيات والصور, about 30 volumes dedicated to the connection of each verse with the next one. All right? What is the connection of each verse with the next one? So if this ayah ends with why does it end with علي and Why does it end with alimum bidhat al-sudur? Why does it end with this name of Allah, that name of Allah? It's not just random. You go up and just say, as long as it sounds, you know, in Taraweeh, just just say hakima, Anima. everything sounds the same. (laughs) No, but nothing is the same. Every single name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's there, is there for a specific reason. We're not just talking about the names of Allah, but we're giving you an example. So similarly, um, just, just one. I just remembered just right now. I remember someone just shared with me a, 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 a glimpse from a tafsir uh, regarding some of these connections between the verses. Subhanallah. He was talking about the hur of Jannah and the different places where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala what He does He uh, speak about with regards to the hur. So now. He mentions that in one place, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Fihi tarf, lam that they are the, they are in, in Jannah such um, hur uh, tarf who have their gazes lowered, right? The gazes lowered, tarf. And another place, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentions. That they are um, protected, مَقْسُورَاتٌ, same word, but they are preserved and protected in their tents. So the wording was just so beautiful, I'm trying to pull it out, but I don't have it here right now, that he says, uh, like something along the lines that, there's no doubt, that the one who has their eyes lowered themselves, is far superior than the one who has been secluded in a tent, whose, whose the situation has been made that they have to keep their eyes lowered or no one can see them. Meaning the one who is <clears throat> subhanallah in a place where there is no protection like of a tent, and a tent of the Jannah is not the tent of here, yet decides to keep their eyes lower meaning their level of Haya is next level. Hence, that Hur is for a higher degree of people. Because they have a Sifa that it goes beyond what the other Hur's have. Which is an extra added level of hayat. And then it mentions the fact that the wind the hur of described in Jannah in the Surah Rahman, Waqiyah, and all these other places, Allah Azzawajal does along with physical beauty, one aspect that Allah constantly brings about when describing the hur of Jannah is hayat we told you. Along no, with that, no human or jinn has ever touched them. Um, the aspect that Haya is something that is supposed to be the most beautiful aspect that a man should desire in his wife, desire in, in his partner. Is that from more than physical beauty, the thing that really is supposed to attract a human being who has on fitra, who is on a proper uh, human nature. Nature, uh, human uh, innate nature, is the haya of his spouse, and that is why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentions this whenever he speaks about the hur. It's just an you know amazing thing, so far from where we stand today, that not only is haya leaving our society from the women, but is also leaving from the men. That this is not something desired by men. Also, that now people will clearly say, looking for a wife that is non-hijabi, right? looking for a trophy wife looking for an attractive uh... spouse that people i've heard this from from people myself say subhanallah no i want someone regardless of of the akhlaq, someone said right you know so and so person if you check their social profi- media profile unfortunately they've doing all kinds of ajib things already have relationships with with other people no no problem i can handle that it's okay but i want someone that at least when i walk out like you have an attractive car exotic car i should have an exotic spouse <clears throat> that wherever I go and people are speaking about my car also and my wife also what can we say like, what, and this is how we have lost our basic sense of ghairah. right and this, these unfortunately you know people think that re, if you send your kid to a madrasa everything is fine حفظ. this is a young man who is saying this is a quran He's a the al-quran who is saying this but he doesn't have haya does not have haya the concept of haya, the concept of the basic things that a human being, not even a Muslim, used to have before. Unfortunately, we're losing that. So when you study, the so a person has memorized the Quran but doesn't understand that how intrinsic haya is. That Allah, when He speaks about what a man should desire in Jannah, He constantly, every single place, brings the concept of haya. Because that's what really is supposed to uh, make a person desire that. Anyway, so this was the introduction of Ibn Qayyim that how a person should study the Qur'an and how how lucky are those people who have access to such ulama, who alhamdulillah Allah has opened up upon them the secrets of the interconnectivity of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now let us study something for today's topic. Those ayat, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions throughout the Qur'an, mujahada, sacrifice sacrifice with sincerity is the name of the game this is what the deen is how the deen has reached us and this is how the deen is going to move forward sacrifice with sincerity according to the Sunnah of the Prophet Ali the more sacrifice we do the more sincere we are Allah azzawajal's nusra and help will come that's what our belief is so the Quran has multiple places the word mujahada jihad have been mentioned but there's ten places where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings jihad bin nafs and jihad bil mal together. Ten places where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings sacrifice for wealth with wealth and sacrifice with life together. Out of those ten places, nine out of ten Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings the sacrifice of wealth before the sacrifice of life. Nine out of ten. And so we'd like to go through these verses inshallah today uh, First verse, Surah Tawbah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Infiru fi, in khifafan wa thiqala. Travel Whether you are, have in khifafan means you don't have Your means of Fighting You don't have a horse, you don't have a camel You don't have a sword, you don't have a shield You don't have an arrow Khifafah, your light Meaning you do not have the means of jihad or you have enough means and wealth. Whatever you, you travel. In all situations, doesn't make a difference of how much you have and you don't have. So debunking this myth that deen and the effort of deen, we're gonna take when we speak about jihad and mujahada, I'm not gonna only mean warfare. Let's take it into the general context of sacrificing for deen. People think sacrifice for the deen is dependent upon the abundance of material things. If you have extra time, if you have extra, uh, you know, wealth, if you have extra, uh, you know, uh, health and this and that, then inshallah, you can go ahead and do sacrifice, you're, you volunteer. When do you volunteer? We've got nothing better to do. <laughs> you're retired, if you've got nothing else to do, then go, go, go to the masjid and sacrifice. Go early to the masjid because, you know, you're not really doing anything at home. So our society begins to think that sacrifice and volunteering for the deen selflessly is the job of people who are not busy or who do, who do not have anything else to do. On the other hand, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying whether you have anything or you don't have anything, go. Infilu, travel, move. وَجَاهِدُوا بِأَمْوَالِكُمْ أَنفُسِكُمْ And sacrifice with your wealth, number one, وَأَنفُسِكُمْ and your life. فِي سبيل الله, In the path of Allah. This is far superior and better for you If only you know In Surah Saf Ayah 11 Allah says How does Surah Saf start? Oh believers Why do you say that which you don't do? You say Ya Allah we're ready we're ready to make sacrifice. Anything. And then when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals the verses of sacrificing your wealth and, and health and, and life, you start backing down. Allah hates it. When you say something which you don't do. Meaning, you say, "Oh, if, if only Allah changes my situation, I'll do that. You see, this is a big problem also today. We always blame nature or our conditions for not being able to serve deen. Yeah, I'm not able to come to the masjid as often as I want. If my situation would change, you see, I'd be in the front row. Instead of simply saying, pray for me, I'm also working hard, that Allah allows me to conquer my nafs, and allows me to bring some time management skills in my life. There's no reason for me not to be in the masjid. There's no reason for me not to take out time to read Quran. There's no reason for me not to do all these things. We like to blame our situation. Why? Then so that we shift the blame away from my nafs and my own self, to my situation when someone hears you, oh man, your situation okay, it's not your fault, it is my fault. I'm not the only one having this situation. Yet, subhanallah, did you see the, how the images that come from when, when, when Juma Khutbah I heard from? I saw a video of it in Gaza. Allahu Akbar, this literally you know 90% of the masjid is demolished, and the Khatib is, is still giving a Jummah Khutbah in front of people inside the rubble. And uh, you know, what is he doing? He's like, We don't care, no one can harm us. No one can do anything. Look, they did everything, we're still here. We're still here. And we're going to stay here till the end. We're going to give our Jummah khutbah, we're going to pray our Salah, nothing's going to stop us. No matter how many th- things you warn us of, but we're going to continue coming to the masjid, continue doing our khutbah, continue, continue doing our adhkar. How does that a person, how does that person, subhanAllah, if they can make it out for Jummah, my friend, anyone can. If they can pray in the rubble, anyone can. If they can perform Salah without, with tayammum, because they don't have water, because they have nothing available, Subhanallah. Uh, we can all do that. But what happens? We start blaming our situation, and this is a means of shifting the blame from our nafs. Yeah, from feeling self guilt. So this is this is not acceptable. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, that Allah hates that you say something that you're not gonna do. If you say it, you, not you, if you say it. We should all say it that we're ready. We're ready to sacrifice, and then we're ready to do anything for the Deen. And whenever that opportunity comes we have to be ready and we have to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us a strength and if we start backing if we start going backwards we can, we should blame no one besides ourselves to say no i my nafs is too weak this is why it's important to constantly be reflecting what's happening in gaza and palestine in general and uh, the muslim world of course beyond that and more generally speaking our our uh, uh, disadvantaged materialistically speaking brothers and sisters uh, subhanallah but advanced in level of iman how they're handling that situation a small issue like that were to come our way a small list of issues we would never be able to handle that because of the weakness of our faith so in that same surah saf Allah Subhanahu says billah. O believers shall I not point you out shall I not show you a business Allah is speaking to us because He knows we love business and money. So He speaks to us. Ala Shall I not point out to you tijara of a business? Min which will save you from a very painful to- torment. What is that business? What should we do? This is the dunya today. One person was telling me, he said, I was trying to, someone said, I'm, someone heard I'm investing money somewhere. He said, SubhanAllah, I got calls from people who I don't even know, telling me that I'm not even at home. But I've got 30k in my in my living room. Someone will give it to you. Just please stop by and pick it up. 40k. He said 30, 40, 50, 60k. People are calling me and say, please, 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 come pick up. So I have no idea what's going on. They just heard I was doing some business, and everyone wanted to become an investor. So this is our community. If a person think that I may get some dunya wifaida, then he won't even write a contract. That's what he was telling me. No contracts written from who, where the money came into and where he invested also and now he's of course very worried because the other person is not paying may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy, we're having also on a side point we're having many, many levels of Ponzi schemes happening within the Muslim community many times happening, starting, starting where? in the masjid <clears throat> by people who look like they're very practicing Muslims and that's the whole front that they throw on their beard, they throw on that toe, they throw on that kufi they sit in the Islamic gatherings and this is how they build trust and then they milk the community. There's one going on right now. I, mean, I don't know how many. There must be one or two at least. Right within our communities. So, one thing I would say if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed you with and, and testing you with some money, let us not be foolish with it. Let us not be foolish with it. Don't just look at the first person who says, hey, I'll, I'll make your 5%. I'll make your, five, your 500,000 to 5 million. Give it to me. Please, my friends, Allah has given you aql. Allah has given you intelligence. Don't make foolish mistakes like this. That, are, that something which Allah has given us an amana. In the name of what is this? This is a curiosity killed the cat, and greed killed the man. That's what it is. Greed. Allah hamdulillah. You're doing better than others. you've got a little business. Why you have to be so greedy? That no, wherever let me, he's he's promising me 25. No one, you don't get 25 percent returns. It's all fake stuff. Get 12 percent, 15 percent return. Let's just do it. everything's gonna double my money. This greed kills a person. Alright, well then al Whoever is protected from the greed of his self, muflihun, those are the most successful people. So side point, do not become foolish, fooled by people's external veneer when it comes to money. Be very smart and be shrewd when it comes to giving your money to investment. Yeah, you're giving sadaqah? No problem. Hadith mentions a person gave sadaqah. The next morning they found out Allahu Akbar, he gave sadaqah to a thief. He said, man, I gave, from all the people Give Sadaqah to Then after that, he gave Sadaqah again. He found out he gave Sadaqah to Azania, right? Fornicator. So he said, no problem. So three, three different instances, he gave Sadaqah to a person who definitely didn't deserve it. But, hadith, you know, the gist of the Hadith is the fact that because he was a sincere man going to give, then Allah Azza accepted it, regardless of the fact that who ended it. So if you're giving Sadaqah, don't worry about it. Sometimes you give Sadaqah to a person and, and then, you know, he says, I need to buy food. But instead of that, he's, he bought, you know, I don't know, something beyond that. Well, hopefully not drugs, but even if it's drugs, you get your Ajar. You're right, on the street, <clears throat> a cigarette. It's true, but you got your Ajar. Even he buys that, he buys that. that's not your fault. So Sadaqah is something different. But when it comes to investment, please don't do that. Be smart. Now, why did I speak about that? I was just saying that people when it comes to investment they're running because dunya banjaina. the dunya should be made at all cost. So then they run towards that. But the sa- same person, he says, brother, my local masjids have a fundraising dinner. Can you purchase a ticket? <laughs> all those calls. The guy who's saying 30k. Imagine that. 30k sitting in my living room. I'm not there at home. Come pick it up. He, he tell, my, my local masjid, my local institution got a $50 ticket, $100 ticket. He'll say, oh, Inshallah, we'll see you. We'll see. We'll see. Right? So w- what's going on? That mahabba for dunya is there That's what Allah says. Should I tell you of a business min which will save you from the torment, from the painful torment? What is that business Allah wants you and I to get involved in? billah to believe in Allah. to believe in the Prophet Wa fi bi wa to sacrifice in Allah's path with your wealth and yourself. lakum in This is better for you if only you knew. Third ayah, Surah an Nisa, ayah ninety-five. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala says, لَا مِنْ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ غَيْرُوا لِلْضَّرَرُ وَمُجَاهِدُونَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ بِأَمْوَالِ There are those who are sitting back and not participating in expeditions, not participating in the call of the hour, and there are those who are actually doing it. There are those who are standing up and making sacrifice, and there are those who are not. Today as well. So sacrifice is the name of the game there are those who are volunteering in the masjid, there are those who are volunteering in soup kitchens, there are those who are volunteering their mornings teaching children you know, subhanAllah, just doing things and there are those who are just simply making more money there are those who are giving in the name of Allah and there are those who are hoarding in the name of their kids and those who are giving that doesn't mean they don't have children, they have wife, children, everything, what they're giving Allah says, لا يستوي, they can never be equal they can never be equal who can never be equal? Qa'iduna من المؤمنين those who sit back from the believers who sit on the ground and don't sac- make sacrifice. Who don't stand up to the call of the hour. غَيْرُوا للضرر, Even though they have no excuse, no physical ailment, yet they don't want to stand up. Who are they not going to be equal to? Al fi To those who sacrifice in Allah's path, بِأَمْوَالِهِمْ أَنفُسِهِمْ with their wealth and with their selves. Allah has given preference. Allah has preferred those who sacrifice with their wealth and their selves over those who sit back. Right? Because many times, those who sit back, they will make this comment that, Oh, uh, you know, it's good. MashaAllah, keep it up. Keep it up. Allah mazid tawfiq de they won't ask for their own tawfiq they'll say may Allah give you more tawfiq because in the back of the mind this sacrifice is absolutely either in vain, not necessary or it's just a good thing to do not realizing it's not a good thing to do it's a must it's a must and there is no chance of our survival without sacrifice for the deen a person has to ayah number four in Surah Anfal 72, ayah number 72, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna Ladina Amanuaju wa Jahadu bi amwalihim one fi sebilah, indeed the believers and those who did hijrah and those who sacrificed with their wealth and themselves in the path of Allah, and those who opened up their doors, opened up their homes, and gave shelter to the muhajireen and the assisted وبعض, they are they are each other's friends and each other's support they are each other's friends and each other's support this is <coughs> subhanallah the sacrifice that Allah is speaking about must happen either you do hijrah or you do nusrah hajaru or nasaru either sahaba were of two categories those who stood up and left from Mecca to Medina, those who stood up and left to Abyssinia, those who did Hijrah for the sake of Allah, ونصروا, and those who opened up their doors and said we will assist you. So every one of us has to choose one of the two. There are going to be people who are going to be taking the front line and standing up. You can choose to be that. Or you can choose to be support staff. You, got, you have to be support staff. People who stand there and giving them the the help that is required. That a person is um, you know studying ilm a person wants to go study knowledge okay but it's not easy in this day and age big time to get up and study ilm and to, uh, to become a full-time scholar so he's making hijrah, he left his home to go study it's overseas or here locally in another state now the nusrah is a person says let me take care and assist your home let me assist your studies it's, it's big enough, enough sacrifice that you're spending you left your job or left your college to go study the deen but at the very least, let me make your nusla by taking care of your expenses of your food, expense, taking care of the expenses of your home, <clears throat> taking care of the expenses of your housing where you are going to study, taking care of the expenses of your travel back and forth, because I am going to be a sleeping partner who invests in you. You are the person who is actually doing the work. You know how business works. First, one guy gives the hundred thousand, and the other guy takes twenty-five thousand, uh, puts in twenty-five thousand, but he's working, and they split the profits so here is similarly an investment scheme that you invest in people who are doing khidma of Deen to say you are a student of knowledge and I would like to support you and invest in whatever you're doing because I cannot do the level of sacrifice you are or assisting their family a person who is uh, uh, doing the work of Deen a person who is doing the work of Deen to say that his, his children, they may need his help. Is of course his wife. How many married couples there are who would love to come study the deen? But they, you know, whether they're reverts or, or whoever they may be, young couples, they want to come study the deen. That's where an opportunity for us to do Nusrah. I'll give you examples where either we take a lead role in sacrifice for deen or we take an assistant role in sacrifice for deen. And we will become awliya'u ba'dhu. Awliya right? That we will become assistants for one another we will get like Muhajirin and Ansar are together this is how insha'Allah today's Muhajirin and Ansar are together and this is something in this institution for those of you who don't know alhamdulillah we have a policy that we give assist allow people to study regardless of the ability or inability to financially pay, through the, pay their way for their studies and that's why the, the only way we can do that is of the community Constantly supporting the students of knowledge, taking them under under their wing, and saying that their expenses, uh, insha'Allah, we will share. Our family will share. These are how madaris have been have run, all over the world. In Indian Pakistan, for example, most madrasas, there or all, do not even have, uh, you know, a, a, a tuition set. There is no. T- it's all hundred percent through, Sadaqah and zakat. Of course, those who have wealth should not be using that zakat money. They should pay for their own. But since uh, there are not many people who have the ability to pay and study See, that's a sad part there's not that many people who have the ability to pay and study so that's why the system is different but 10-15,000 people are studying in those institutions how is that? that's because people are supporting and saying that alhamdulillah we are going to um, be have a share in this khair that's happening surah Tawbah ayah number four, 44 Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala says, Allah speaks about those people who took permission in uh, tabuk not to participate Allah says those people who believe in Allah and the day of judgment will not take permission from you to not participate They will not take permission that, Ya Allah, Ya Rasulullah, we cannot come and make sacrifice with our wealth and ourselves. (laughs) Wallahu alimul mutaqeen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows very well those who have taqwa. Meaning, those who have taqwa, these verses of Surah Tawbah, ayah like 35, 37, which is exactly half, half of of the para, Uh, it is just really powerful. We were studying in class. Also, and I was telling the students, these are one, this, this is one page of the Quran that really, uh, you know, it gets to you. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to the Sahaba and the, and the community of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the final battle Tabuk. One of the final, 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 most difficult ones. <clears throat> and the words and the targhib, if I can call it that, is so harsh, so strong. Right? I mean, we're not talking little kids. We're not, we're not speaking about people accepted Islam today. We're, t- we're speaking about in the 10th year, right? We're speaking about all the way towards the end of the life of the Prophet, those who've been with Rasulullah from day one. And those who've who've newly come in as well. All are there, thousands. And it is the final year of the life of the Prophet. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Malakum, what's wrong with you? when you're asked to sacrifice in the path of Allah infiru to move to travel that you cling to the earth why are you clinging to the earth now imagine a sahab a person who accepted islam you know for long and he's sacrificed and he's been in so many expeditions and what is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling him what's wrong with you what's wrong with you why when, when we tell you to move you're sitting there clinging to the earth Well, i participated in the past seven expeditions. I've participated in the past nine years. Ever since I've been a Muslim, that's all I've been hearing about. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. So I've been there. Can I not please let let me go this time? Because I've always been there. I'm always in the front line. I've been there from day one. And Allah tested them. That for years, they did not have a good crop. For years... In Medina, the date palm trees are not giving dates. People are starving, malnutritioned, don't have means. And now, there is no battle that was fought in this level of heat, like this one, and this level of distance like this one. And against an army in strength like this one. And then on top of that, Allah chose the date palm trees to start giving a lot of dates. The gardens were replete and filled with dates. They're just hanging. You literally throw a stone, a rock, and they'll just fall down. Now you tell us to leave all of this? This is food, Yahi. This is food. This is not extra, you know, scam money. <coughs> no, this is basic for my wife and my kids, for myself. We can even take it with us in, this, in, the, in the journey. Give us a couple days. Let's harvest it. Put it in bags and take it with us so we can eat on the journey because we don't have any food. Allah says, I don't care. Why? Because the fact that these date palm trees gave dates this year is all part of the big test of Allah. This is all a test. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to know how, what does Allah and His Rasul's promises mean to you? Are you able to give up what you have in your hand for what you cannot even see? For what you have no knowledge that you're going to be able to get? The Akhirah. Dunya is in your hand. It's in your wallet. It's in your lap. Are you able to give it all up for something that is going to, going to be coming in the future, whether you're going to get it or not, you're bleeding one man who says, I'm a Nabi, I'm a Prophet. You're going to get this? That level of sacrifice <coughs> that, that, that tabuk required is unparalleled. And the harshness, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He says, why? Why I, I like this? Because I think it speaks to my nafs. And it speaks to maybe the nufus of many people. These these verses. Go go read it. The halfway through of Surah of the tenth juice. the third quarter. Powerful ayat. Allah explains to us. Areaditum. Is it because you are simply content with a worldly life? akhirah instead of desiring the hereafter. إلا I tell you, if that's the case. Which, of course, is the case of Allah is saying it, it's got to be the case that the dunya. That if you compare the materialistic worldly life in lieu of the akhirah, then this dunyawi life is khalil, is very little. It's not worth it. You're making a bad sale. You're making a bad purchase of switching your dunya with the akhirah. Illa tanfiru. If you don't travel and leave your homes, you عذابا أليما. Allah will punish you a painful torment. Allah will give you an adab aliman, Adaban is emphasis, aliman for more emphasis. Allah will give you a torment. azaaban, aliman, a very painful one. وَيَسْتَبْدِلْ قَوْمًا غَيْرَكُمْ And then Allah will replace you with a new group of people. وَلَا شَيْئًا And you, you will never be able to harm Him in the least. وَاللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شيء قدير. And Allah is all capable over everything. If you do not help my Nabi right now, I don't need your help. Don't think I need you. I assisted him miraculously without any other human being around. When? In the night of Hijrah. When the disbelievers exiled him from Mecca. When both of them, Abu Bakr and Rasulullah were in the cave. When Abu Bakr. When Rasulullah was telling his companion, La tahzan, do not grieve. Inna ma'ana, Allah is with us. They had no one there. The kuffar as you know, in the well known story, were inches away from Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi They were at the opening of the cave, which was, if you've seen pictures of Hira, I'm sorry, Faur, <coughs> you'll see it was down and they were up. All they had to do was just to simply look down and they would be able to see. At the feet, Rasulullah Abuq hiding. Which human being was there on that night? Which mighty power from the muhajirun and Ansar were there? No one. The only one who veiled Rasulullah and Abu Bakr from the disbelievers was Allah. Who brought the pigeons to lay eggs there? Who brought the, the, the spiders to draw the web? Who made the disbelievers blind from Rasulullah It was none besides Allah. Allah says, I don't need you. Go. I am giving you an opportunity to gain a huge ajar through sacrifice but don't you ever think that I need you because I can take care of whatever needs to be done without any human intervention subhanallah now these verses and it's even gets more strong as you as you read through this whole thing Allah is speaking to those who've always done sacrifice we learn from here is that in the deen as you become senior and as you become more invested then the expectations from you don't go less they go more and what is needed desired from you doesn't go down doesn't like I've done Alhamdulillah enough no if you've done genuinely if you've done a lot you will this is how deen goes trajectory up 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 all the way till when? till the day you die should be at the zenith of your life where you've sacrificed like you've never done before. Of your time and your wealth and your life and everything else. That's how the deen works. This is not the deen. They say, I've done enough, now I'm going to take a back seat. Like we had people who say, Ramadan, Alhamdulillah, I've done a lot of fasting. Now I'm going to spend a month at a golf course. right? Resort. I'm going to go to Las Vegas. I'm going to go here and there. Because I've done a lot. It's called Ramadan fatigue. Is this real? One of the brothers here told me, he said, I was stopping by in my neighborhood. And I said, let me bring someone for Jum'ah. He stopped by as it's Juma time He speaks to a person and he says, let's go for Juma." And the brother said, no brother, Ramadan just ended I did a lot of ibadah, alhamdulillah And now you know what, I need to uh, Take a break So what is he doing, he's missing What? Jum'ah So what comes to my mind is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Okay, Well, our food is ready So we'll be ending soon now, alright so the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He brought He pushed the sacrifice. Why demand at the end? Because he knew Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam is leaving. And the sahaba, he wanted to make a litmus test of the sahaba. That hey, you need to carry on the legacy of the Prophet. And it's just because Nabi Sallam is passing away, Islam spreading cannot stop. You have to even spread it even further. Keep on going. So that's why the demand from the Sahaba was just pushed that we don't no matter how many years you sacrifice but right now it's called Ghazwatul Usra the the expedition of difficulty that's what the name is where in the Quran Sa'atul Usra Usra means difficulty this has been called the year of difficulty or the uh, the, um, the the uh, the battle of difficulty because it genuinely was the most difficult and the goal, in, Allah knows best what comes to my mind Is to make sure the Sahaba are, to, are ready To lead the baton After the pro- demise of the Prophet ﷺ. Because it's not going to be easy Without his presence And so now your level of Iman Your level of mujahada, cannot go down Has to go up My beloved brothers We covered 4 <laughs> verses of, from 10 But from those 4 From those 10 rather 9 of them will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly puts the sacrifice of wealth first. And as a community, uh, I will to uh, say that as a community, we've grown in numbers and we're continuously growing. Masha'allah, physically, the number of people, of course, available within the Muslim community through conversion and through families growing is there. Then the economy of the Muslim community, alhamdulillah, is continuously improving in a very good yes there are people no doubt who are suffering all the way in Palestine also in the within our communities as well we don't, we don't we don't deny that but generally speaking the health of the Muslim economy in this country is very good but if this wealth is not used in the proper manner then this will become the reason for our destruction this will become the reason for the downfall as Rasulullah said Mal I am not worried about poverty I am not worried that you all be gonna become poor. And he's saying this when they have tied stones on their stomach and they haven't eaten anything for days. He said, I'm not worried about poverty. Wallaqa, <laughs> what am not worried is that you're gonna become too rich. And <laughs> dunya. The dunya is gonna open up upon yourself, upon you. <laughs> the way the doors of the dunya open on the previous nations. Fatana <laughs> and then all you will do, instead of focusing on sacrifice, you will be competing with one another and gathering more. Instead of saying, alhamdulillah, we have so much money, let's give. All you will do is hoard and compete with one another. It will destroy you the way it destroyed them. What has happened in the Middle East? What we see today, the situation of the silence of the Middle East would never have happened a hundred years ago. In that poverty, it would have never happened. It is this wealth that has made us cowardly. It is the abundance of this wealth and the desire for more that has made us a bunch of cowards who can't do anything, who can't even speak at least talk, talk is cheap but that even, we don't have money for talk no talk also, nothing we have lost all soul all spirit, all strength due to the life of luxury that the Muslims are living in a, a, a certain lifestyle that we do not want it to fall because the fear is when you're already on rock bottom like there's nothing further we can go down brother we're already on the floor Can't hang up. but when you're on the chair you say oh I don't want to lose my chair I don't want to sit on the floor But when you're on the floor where are you going to go that's what it was That's what poverty is. We're not on the floor. He said, bring it on, man. This is who we are. We're people of principles. We don't care. What are you going to take? We don't have anything in the first place. But when a person has dunya, and the dunya is not in the pocket, the dunya is in the heart, then that's what he's afraid about. And so we learn from these ayats that mujahada with wealth is, number one, if you cannot give your wealth, don't even think about bringing the sword and joining the battlefield. That's way hard. First thing is, give your wealth. And so our community... In this country needs to have these lessons stressed again and again that Allah has given the US community the ability to assist Muslims in all parts of the globe in all continents of the globe our own zakat and our sadaqah can do amazing wonders across the globe if we simply start fulfilling our responsibilities and if we don't then instead of walking away into the grave with the ajr of the whole world and the khair Unfortunately, we'll have to pay a very hefty tax. We thought taxes were here a lot. The tax that a person will have to pay in the qabr and the akhira, we don't even want to go in that direction. As someone said, we're enjoying America and the wealth here, and we're going to pay taxes in the form of our kids. Then we're going to lose our children. We're going to lose our children. We're going to lose our grandchildren. That's That's exactly what's happening. The opulence and the life of luxury and the desire to compete with one another in that is making people become absolutely oblivious of the deen of their kids. My beloved brothers, and and listeners, sisters, mothers, whoever, wherever you may be, let us take this as a call from the Quran. That if we want to thrive, no, we want to survive. We have to learn how to spend in Allah's path. In all different causes. In any and all different causes. Spend in Allah's path and make sure that the pocket, the money always remains in the pocket, not in the heart. Use, but do not allow ourselves to become Lovers of it, the way we see other faith groups or so called faith groups, love and worship their money. What difference will be between us and them if we do the same? Uh, for us, the money is a means of earning our akhirah. So, I, if this is something we need to ask Allah. Today's dua, qurut and that was one of the du'as. Allahumma la tajal dunya akbar hammina. O Allah, do not make dunya the biggest of my worries. la ghayat Do not make it the extent of my desires. la ila nari masirana. And do not make it the reason that I go to Jahannam. You heard that dua? So we have to ask Allah protection from dunya falling into our hearts. And one of the best ways is to give, give. Tonight, of course, is our fundraiser, our once a year dinner. This is one of many options in the world that you have to give, in many places. But since today, Alhamdulillah, is our dinner, and if you have your tickets, inshallah, hopefully by now you'll be coming. There are many who did not purchase their tickets, even though, of course, we tried everything we could. To keep on announcing, I think for three weeks, four weeks in a row, announced every day after Fajr. And every Jamaat and every Aisha. But people didn't. And now when uh, tickets have been gone, people are asking. SubhanAllah. But if you if you did not have a ticket, the, the the dinner is available virtually. The maqsad is not to eat food, you have better food at home. Alhamdulillah, the maqsad is to give in Allah's name. So join us in person at 550. Salatul Aisha is Jama'at. Salatul Aisha is 550. And in person, if you do not have a ticket, there might be some uh, empty seats later on. You can email um, the, uh, you know, us at the office or the masjid number and, and contact one of us and see if a little bit later in the night if there is a space, we'll let you know. But if a person doesn't have, cannot come, then in that case, at least two things I'll say. One is to make dua. That's your nusrah. Your nusrah is to make an extra two rakat salah. You're going to have breakfast downstairs and you're going to pray two rakat salat and ishraq. And to say, Ya Allah, please make tonight in Salat al-Ishraq, Salat al-Haja, Salat al-Shukr All combined together And say, Ya Allah, make tonight's dinner extremely successful And protect it from all evil Effects of hasad, nazar, hain, sihr And evil effects of our own sins And we ask Allah Azza wa Make it worthwhile and profitable for the deen right? That's Give the brothers the jazba We have a thousand people, will come Inshallah But the idea is, will they, will they be accepted or not? Let this dinner become a means of a thousand families Being accepted in your court that's how it should be. Because once a person opens up this door, of uh, being able to give for Allah's name, subhanAllah khair will pour down his, his alley. Khair will pour down his alley. If he be creates this level of generosity with the deen. In all causes. And number two is that, please do listen online. If you're not able to come in person. The program will begin promptly at 6.10pm. InshaAllah. And we, and we will uh, have... This year around something very unique. We have the since this marks 10 years since Darussalam Masjid Darussalam opened its doors, July 3rd, 2013. We have our graduates of the one-year program and graduates of the seven-year program on the boys and the girls side. Insha'Allah, they will be coming, and some of them are flying in, mashallah, and they're going to be sharing on a roundtable discussion their stories of the impact Darussalam had on their lives and the impact they're having in society. And I want as patrons of Darussalam, donors towards Darussalam, well wishes of Darussalam to know where your support has gone for the past ten years. So we need all of you inshallah to witness and and be inspired by that and then tonight give we're gonna be raising funds primarily for our project of this year which is uh, the redevelopment and uh, upgrade uh, and the construction of the entire site of Darussalam, all these acreage that we have here Alhamdulillah we're going to be redoing Everything around it, the, you'll, you'll watch an amazing presentation, Inshallah, on that, we'll be uh, tripling our parking from about 3, 415, 420 to over, around 1200 spots. And <clears throat> you, the, you'll see the image of it today, you won't recognize, you're like, wow, this is somewhere else. So Alhamdulillah, the whole site plan will be completely changing and um traffic flow completely change, uh, new walkways, new flower patches, new benches, uh, sidewalks to facilitate women and men walking back and forth safety in the parking lot. Lots of amazing improvements will be done inshallah in the project. We hope to break ground uh, this early spring so we are looking to raise the money for that inshallah this tonight. And number two, we'll be also raising money for our endowment fund which will help take care of the uh, insha'Allah for years to come, the expenses and the overhead of the masjid. So I encourage all of you to not hold back and to give in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tonight and think about all these verses that we spoke about, that the name of the game is sacrifice. And it's only going to get more difficult as we move forward. If we cannot part with our wealth tomorrow, how will we be able to retain our iman at all costs even if it means our life is on the line? That's not easy. It's not easy to say, I will remain firm on my deen, even my life is on the line. It's not easy. not easy smallest way to start is with wealth so let's make with the small step tonight and inshallah, Allah will open, give us the strength to be able to have the level of the iman of our brothers and sisters in Palestine as well. Subhanallah, bihamdihi. Subhanaka Allahumma, bihamdik. Nashadu alla illahe, anta nastaghfiruka wa natoobu ilayk. We ask Allah Subhanahu. Let's make a quick dua. Allahumma, asalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahumma, Oh Allah, we ask You, Ya Allah, accept our our host of today, Hafiz Mukarram and his family. Ya Allah, for hosting the breakfast. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, put barakah in their health, put barakah in their wealth, put barakah in their business, put barakah in their children's deen and dunya, put barakah in anything and everything that. That they put their hands in, oh Allah, we ask You to allow this khidma and all the other khidma that their family does for the masjid. Oh Allah, we ask You to make it a means of their qabuliyah and acceptance in Your court. Oh Allah, make it a means of their fathers and their mothers and their children all becoming accepted in Your court and their, them and their spouses. Oh Allah, make it a means of Ya Allah, them and all of us being able being inspired to follow the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Oh Allah, all of the all of us were here, our loved ones, our family members. O Allah, whoever and wherever they may be, we ask you to grant all of us forgiveness, all of us hidayah, all of us tawfiq. O Allah, whatever was shared and said today, Ya Allah, make it easy for myself and all of us to practice. O Allah, make it easy for all of us, all of us to become amongst those who sacrifice for the deen and who are in the front line of sacrifice with our wealth and with our health, with our wealth and our life and our time. Ya Allah, enable all of us to make huge sacrifices for the deen. (coughs) O Allah, allow us to love the deen more than we love ourselves. Allah, allow us to love you more than we love anything else. Allah, allow us to prepare for the akhirah, Every day that we live here Allow us to always be thinking About the Akhirah Every moment O oh Allah Give us long Beautiful Beneficial Healthy lives Ya Allah Give all of us Ya Allah Long beautiful lives Ya Allah But every day Allow us to live As though it may be our last O oh Allah Save us from wasting our time Save us from wasting our money Save us from wasting our resources O oh Allah Grant shifa' to all those sick Our mother who is also Ya Allah Sick O oh Allah We ask her to grant her Shifa' نص الله العظيم رب العرش العظيم فيها نص الله العظيم رب العرش العظيم فيها الله العظيم رب العرش العظيم فيها الله العظيم رب العرش فيها الله العظيم رب العرش رب الناس لا شفاء لا O oh Allah, all those brothers and sisters from our community and beyond who are sick, we ask you to grant all of them shifa from any and all physical and spiritual illnesses. Allah, those who have passed away, fill their graves with nur and become pleased with them. O oh Allah, have special mercy and assistance upon our brothers and sisters in Palestine. O oh Allah, we ask you to remove their difficulty, remove their torture, remove their, ya Allah, destruction and their destruction, ya Allah. And allow everything that they have gone through so far to become a means of them receiving such rewards of the akhirah that will make them forget all the pain that them and their loved ones have gone through. Oh Allah, through their dua and through their crying, grant us hidayah. Through their dua and through their beseeching, wake up the, the ummah, ya Allah. Remove all of us from the slumber of, of laziness that we're in, ya Allah. Oh Allah, wake us up. Wake the entire ummah. Stir up the emotions of iman within the ummah, ya Allah. O oh Allah, protect this masjid, madrasa, students, staff, volunteers, patrons, well-wishers from, a, from wherever they may be. Ya Allah, protect every one of us. Protect our <coughs> iman. Protect our health, our wealth, our deen and our dunya and our children and our spouses O oh Allah whatever dua request? any one of us have or is expecting or is wishing O oh Allah we ask you to grant us all more than that more than what we could wish for Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun al mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen So since we, uh, the ishraq is of course has begun but the Hifs class comes downstairs and eats uh, not eats what am I saying Hifs class comes and has class at 8 o'clock we're requesting everyone inshallah if you can please move downstairs and eat also and then come back and pray your ishraq also, we're requesting for a few brothers every Saturday who can spend 20-30 minutes in the kitchen helping. After you finish eating, we're requesting inshaAllah a few brothers, three, four brothers please, who can spend, spare some time to help clean up after Fajr breakfast is served. Jazakumullah khairah. May Allah reward you immensely for, for being ready for that.